church, you may be seated, although you're going to be standing in just a moment again. Uh, we are, this evening, church, going to be looking at the Gospel of Luke. There is a wonderful text uh, that is in God's Word this evening about the Last Supper, about the time that Jesus uh, gathered with his apostles and they broke bread together as a way of Jesus saying, this meal although very simple in its composition, in its nature. I want you to do this, Jesus says, in remembrance of me. So I want us to take our hearts and our minds there this evening about those very words. When Jesus takes bread and he takes this cup and he says these words, do this in remembrance of me. So we're going to be exploring that this evening. Our text, though, comes from the 22nd chapter in the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to be reading verses 7 through 22. So if you would, please stand once again, and I'd like to read these verses here. Near the uh, end part of this gospel, Jesus and his disciples prepare the Passover. Luke writes this, Then the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. So they said to him, where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, behold, when you have entered the city, a man <clears throat> will be carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room? where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. Then he will show you a large, furnished upper room. There, make ready. So they went and found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Now pay attention to this, church. He says, Jesus does, do this in remembrance of me. Verse 20. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table. 
And truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And church, you may be seated. So, church, uh, I, I do want to focus this evening on uh, the passage where our Lord is speaking of uh, the sacrament that you and I uh, very much are in the process and um, uh, rhythm of doing uh, very often, uh, once a month. It's something that we as Methodists uh, hold very near and dear uh, to our hearts. But why did Jesus say this? He says, do this in remembrance of me. Now, now think about it. You, you know, Jesus could have done multiple things in his ministry or in these final hours of his life that would have signified, remember me. Remember me. It, it might very well have been some sort of action. It might have been something else that would have caught the attention of those apostles and the early believers, but he actually chose to break bread and to share the cup as a way of not only those early followers, but you and I this day remembering our Savior and what it means larger than life, quite frankly, this cup and this bread. So, so I want to I unpack that just for a moment here, because he chose a meal of all things, right, for us to uh, remember him. So Jesus simply says in the scriptures, and I'm going to go back to it here, uh, it's in verse 19. Listen to this. He says, And he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying this, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this. Do this meal in remembrance of me. Now, Jesus uh, says, do this in remembrance of me, not think this, right, in remembrance of me, or feel this in remembrance of me, but instead, do this. Do this very meal. So, just a, a couple of thoughts, and I, I, I really uh, enjoyed the uh, digging, the, the, the researching, the, the reading that I did uh, about verse uh, 19 here. So, I, I want us this evening just to think about uh, these, uh, these prepared notes as a, as a teaching sermon this evening, okay? I, I, I want you uh, to receive these words uh, really in, in that way, that it can be a, a, a teaching moment uh, for us all. It was a teaching moment uh, for me, uh, but, but this, this really spoke to me. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin in this way. So a, as Jesus ate that last Passover meal with his disciples, they came to the point in the meal 
when every year, now get this, when every year the Jews would take the bread and they would say these very words. This is the bread of affliction, which our ancestors ate in the land of Egypt. Now, for clarity, the Jews were not remembering so much the affliction of their fathers, right, of their forefathers, but in order to dwell on that affliction that they were going through, but rather what the Jews were doing in that moment was they were remembering, they were, were remembering with a mighty hand how God had ultimately delivered them. Okay, and, and that's very key here. God is almighty. God is Savior. God is delivering them from their own affliction. They were also remembering God's saving power on their behalf, okay? And so at that point, when Jesus takes this bread, okay, when he literally takes the bread and he breaks it, he says this, right from the scriptures. This is my body then that is broken for you. And that's what Jesus means, you see. He's taking us back and he wants each and every one of us then to remember. He wants us to remember how God formed a mighty deliverance for the people of faith then, and for you and I now, through the afflictions that each and every one of us have, and that he ultimately suffered, right, for all. He suffered for all. So Jesus then took the third, get this, he took the third of the four cups of wine, that Jews drank at the Passover feast. The third cup, by the way, representing God's redemption of his people. And Jesus then says these words. He says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you then and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So, do this in remembrance of me, church, means to remember then how Jesus on the cross as his body was pierced by nails and his blood flowed onto the wood, use that as a visual behind us here, and then onto the ground, he delivered us then from our own bondage from sin. So how Jesus with a mighty hand redeemed us back to God, that's how he did it through his saving work on the cross. How Jesus then saved us by then dying for us. And how that word us, let's focus on that word for a moment, us, U.S., us, is absolutely vital. He did this to save not one man, not one woman, right, but all of us, all of us, and to redeem us and to ultimately, church, form us into a people, you see, his people, God's people. So do this in remembrance of me, church, reminds us not only of our relationship with Jesus, which is vitally important, you and, you and I both know that, but it's also a reminder of our relationship with each other, okay? And, and that's, that's very important. You see, 
communion reminds us that the ground uh, reminds us that the ground is level. Get this: the ground is level at the cross. Okay, the ground is always level at the cross, and we all come, you see, on equal footing. Do we not? Every one of us. We all come to Christ. Think about this as have-nots. You ever thought about that? We all come to Jesus as have-nots. Let me explain. We all come as have-nots, or we don't come to Jesus Christ at all. We have not the ability, you see, to save ourselves. That's only the saving work of Jesus Christ. We have not the righteousness to even earn access to heaven. We have not the power even to deliver ourselves from sin or from the grip of Satan himself. So we all, think about this, we all come then with equal footing, okay? We all come to Jesus blind, do we not? We all come naked. We all come poor because spiritually we have not the sight, the clothing, or the spiritual wealth to do so. And then, you see, here's what happens, and then... As a have-not, at communion, we are reminded that we are a have, you see? From have-not to have. We are all haves, you and I. Every man, every woman, every child in God's sight. Are we not? In God's sight, we are all haves. And through Christ's atoning death on the cross, we have, you see, complete forgiveness in Jesus Christ. We have the righteousness, you see, of Christ. Righteousness just simply means this. You and I are right in and through his saving death. We have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We have the peace with God alone. We have the Holy Spirit given to us as a seal, in fact, that we belong, you and I, to God. We have received, then, the power to become children of God. We, in fact, have the hope, then, of eternal life. You see, it's all being put together here, our relationship with Jesus Christ and our relationship with one another. So when Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, what does that mean? It means that you and I need to take action. Action, you see, action that always looks like Jesus Christ, not to look more like self, not to do anything that we do for vainglory, but it must always look, our action, you see, like Jesus Christ. Whether we're doing something behind the scenes or we're in the forefront or simply just taking out the garbage, think about it. It all, every bit of it, church, 
should look like Jesus Christ. You see, we love and accept and embrace one another regardless of differences. And every one of us, all of us, we have our differences about so much. But we don't, you see, just eat and drink communion and then live the way we want to that contradicts everything that we declare in communion. We remember, in fact, that Jesus loved his people enough, you see, to die for them, to die for us, to die for each and every each and every person that leads us then to take action to love one another in the same way. So that church is truly celebrating, living, and experiencing the Holy Sacrament of Communion. Now let me wrap it up in this way. I want you to think about this. The next time that you are out and about, okay, next time you are grocery shopping, the next time you are in a restaurant, the next time you come face-to-face with a lot of people, the next time we find ourselves in church, here's what I want you to do. Take a look at every face. Take a look at every face, okay, in the crowd that you see. Take a look at them. Take a look at them right in their eyes, and I want you to say this in your mind. Christ died for you. Look at that person and say in your mind, Christ died for you. I'm speaking of every man. I'm speaking of every woman. I'm speaking of family. I'm speaking of friends, I'm speaking of neighbors, but I'm also speaking about that hypocrite that you know. I'm also speaking about that gossiper that you know. I'm speaking about that deadbeat that you know, that backstabber that you know. Say in your mind, you see, Christ died for you. And remember, that that then takes on brand new meaning because Christ died, you see, not for one, but for all, for the greatest saint and for the greatest sinner. Hear it again. Take and eat this in remembrance of Jesus Christ who died for you and for me. Glory be to his name. Let me offer a word of prayer for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, when our Savior gathered with his apostles in the upper room and he celebrated that very simple meal, the cup, the bread, he said, do this in remembrance of of me. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that can take on new meaning for each and every one of us, that that, Lord, can be redemptive and forgiveness 
that is at hand for each and every one of us. Those words, do this in remembrance of me, this meal that gives us a new outlook about what it means to live like Jesus, that we all come to the cross as equals, the saint and the sinner. We are forgiven people. Let us now take in Jesus and receive his grace and his forgiveness. In Jesus we pray. Amen.